Hello and welcome to episode 106 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always, and with me once again is Ricardo Benavides. Ricardo, welcome to the show. Hey, Jeremy, good to be back with you here in the Zoom studio. <laughs> yep, yep, we will be back in studio, I'm hoping, next week. Um, and I'm hoping, man, maybe me, you, and Brandon can can all uh, can all connect uh, next week on the on the podcast. He had another, he you know, obviously he had his kidney removed. Uh, he donated a kidney a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago now, and uh, had to have another procedure done today. I uh, didn't have to, but um, he had some like uh, our brother Matt and our cousin Robert who are both either 40 or very nearly 40, just had children. So Brandon decided to go in and have a procedure done that starts with a buh and ends with a sectomy. And uh, he, you know, he, he figures he's got 99 problems and <laughs> being a father at four, of a baby at 40 is uh, not what he wants. So that's funny uh, yeah he went in to get that taken care of um you know he's got two beautiful children and he feels like that's enough so oh i thought he was getting a a tramp stamp to cover the uh scar from the kidney removal (laughs) no 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 all these ready to get any tattoos i think those are still uh yeah he said he's still pretty sore i saw him saw him yesterday for a few minutes and uh, he was a little uh i had dropped something on the floor he had to bend over to pick it up and he, he didn't look look too uh too spry so he was well, still, still i'm still little. impressed i'm still impressed by the fact that he donated that kidney to help his friend out you know so it's a beautiful thing man it really yeah. is just to be be that willing to uh i mean yeah like going under the knife and having an organ removed is a uh, yeah and did you know that um i know you know not anything has to do with live to walk again but uh did you know that when they put a new kidney in to to whoever receives it they don't take the old one out yes i know that yes i know that so yeah so it's like getting a third eye and and i think the reason is is because you if the body rejects that kidney you don't want to lose whatever function you had in your you know uh, bad kidneys anyhow so gotcha yeah yeah, I mean, yeah that makes sense that makes a lot of sense yeah uh yeah you know ricardo we have a great guest this week on the show i know i i sent you her blog um to to do some reading on last night i gave you gave you a reading assignment uh to to report back on and uh yeah i mean i was i was blown away by the blog i just found the blog yesterday i just hadn't really done much research to or i found it the night before when i was kind of getting questions ready for for her um and her name is lizzie martinez and um yeah she has a great blog uh where she kind of re recreates the whole you know, from her accident, she was in a car accident all the way through kind of going through rehab. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's just pretty, she's a pretty remarkable young woman. Um, I think, you know, one of the things is, is that, um, you know, we always talk about ordinary days or just a regular day, right? And mm-hmm. um, 1.38 a.m. 
when all these events kind of started transpiring for this young woman is uh, ordinary day. She's just doing something that everybody does, you know, driving just maybe a little tired after a, a, a night out with friends, right? And this it was her boyfriend at the time. And, um, you know, you're driving and you still got like a half hour to go before you get home. You look at the clock and um, you think, boy, I'm almost there. And next thing you know, you're upside down in a car. You know, it's just one of those ordinary things. And, um, you know, uh, you know, this was just being tired, you know, after a long day. And how many times do people do that? Right. How many times? You know, that's that's yeah. the mysterious thing of life, you know, and I I mean, she's a great writer. I enjoyed reading all of her blog posts. Um, I think, you know, one of the things is, is I would start out if you're going to read her posts, start out with the 138 a.m. Yeah. and just chronically go through them. But one of the ones that really moved me the most, and I think it applies to people that are not just you know, injured or disabled, but to clutter, declutter your life, you know, of things that bother you. And one of them was that she had this long, beautiful black hair, but it became a problem for her. And what you do, Jer, she went all wit, uh, Brittany on us, right? Yeah, I think that was the name of the blog post. Yeah. Brittany, yeah. Brit 07 Brittany Spears or something like that was yeah. the blog post. Yeah. yeah. So, so she shaved it. And I think that's a good message, right? And whenever you're trying, whenever something happens to you is declutter your life and get your head straight, you know, and, and that's a lot of what this young woman is doing, right? I mean, she had three kids and I think, I mean, she doesn't say it uh, directly, but I think a big motivation was not just her own will, but I think, you know, when you're a mother and you have kids, you know, you're a lioness, right? I mean, I know Gina, you know, your aunt Gina, my wife. Mm -hmm. um you know the, they're they become mama bears for their kids they do you know they move heaven and hell right. and that's what this woman has done and um it's pretty incredible and um and i think um the way she talks about um you know uh covet has really put a highlight on the uh, first responders and the nurses and the essential workers right in the hospitals but uh you know she has nothing but great praise about the craig and the place that she got her um uh, rehab and her 60 days in basically. Um, yeah. and, uh, I mean, that, yeah, that must know, be an incredible place. <laughs> yeah. We, we've had a few people on the show and I mentioned that in the, in the interview that, um, you know, it's just that, yeah. Craig rehabilitation hospital in Colorado is like one of world renowned. Um, and she, yeah, she made the most of it and, you know, had nothing but high praises for everyone that, that worked there with her. Um, it was, you know, great to hear. And it really like brought back memories of being at um, Good Samaritan Hospital here in Washington, uh, in Puyallup, Washington, where I ended up going through rehab, <clears throat> excuse me, that, you know, and I, and I kind of went there, which it turned out it was one of the better, you know, people would come from Alaska and Montana and places like that to, to go to Good Samaritan for their uh, spinal cord rehabilitation um, program, I guess. And thankfully it was, you know, it was still a ways from my house, you know, down here in Olympia, it's a 45 minute drive. And that's why, you know, I've mentioned in the past that, you know, you and Angina, Aunt Lori and Uncle Ray and Teresa and Uncle Dave, you guys were all all there for me. And, and you guys lived much closer to 
to the hospital than, than like my dad and my brother. So it was, uh, it was great seeing, you know, you, that was a huge, huge factor in it. And, or it would have been a lot harder, you know what I mean? Not having any family other than, you know, dad's coming between work and, and trying to get sleep and whatnot. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, and you're talking about that, you know, Lizzie had all those things to do with those kids, you know, um, yeah. you know, yeah. now she's an injured mom. And uh, I think her youngest was two years old at the time. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, trying to. No, no. Her youngest was like under a year. Oh, under a year. Yeah. Okay. Under yeah. a year. Okay. Yeah. And, and the, so middle, the middle child was like two and the and oh, yeah. was seven. I think. Yeah. But to, um, you know, to have to, um, you know, they don't understand what happened to mom. You know, mom was walking yesterday and now the next time I see her is scary for kids. Right. Absolutely. And I, yeah. And I, I think she's done a great job with uh, uh, normalizing this injury with those children. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, by uh, showing them that, you know, life's just going to be a little different, you know, we all have to deal with these differences, you know, and uh, I think that was a good message that she had. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. No doubt about it. Yeah. She's, she's a, she's an inspiration, man. That's, that's for damn sure. Like she, she blew me away. No doubt about it. So um, yeah, I mean, unless you got something else, I guess let's get to this interview. And, uh, and let well, I do, here I, I do, I do have one thing, Jeremy. Um, and yeah. I think, um, you know, if you listen to the podcast, it's really worth going through her, um, uh, her blog and reading those blogs because that's a first person view of what it's really like to be injured and it's raw and it's out there and it's well-written. Um, and you know, it'll make you think it'll maybe make you cry and not cry in the uh, sense of like, you're sorry for her, but just in the fact that, um, you know, this is a human being. You know, these are real emotions. And I think it took a lot of courage for somebody to take that and put that out there. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the that's what's so remarkable about Lizzie, you know, um, to really put that out there is takes a lot of courage to really, you know, um, it's the raw end of the nerve. Right. To really just be truthful and let it out. So absolutely yeah i mean yeah. And, you know she pulls no punches like she's really yeah. you know straightforward with what what she uh went through and you know how she dealt with it and, um yeah i mean i just i salute her for it and like i mentioned in the in the interview that i really feel like this you know kind of younger these younger uh people that are getting newly injured it, it, you know, it's tragic anytime this happens to anybody, but these, uh, you know, these young men and women are, are really, you know, making a community that is open for like the next people that uh, end up getting injured, which is great, you know, to have that, you know, you can go watch Lizzie or Sean Fluke or, uh, you know, Ashley and Nikki go and what they're, what they've gone through, how they transfer um, you know, tips on pain management, all this different stuff that they're, they're providing for, you know, a, a blueprint for how to get through this and, and no injuries the same. So you can't do exactly what, what the other person did, but at least, you know, give, give the next person an idea of, 
where to start, I guess. Yeah. And with that, you know, I think that, um, everybody that is, you know, like you said, the younger people that are getting out there and with the, um, you know, the, uh, social media that's out there, that there really is hope that, um, you know, like your podcast, the live to walk again, is that hopefully people will live to walk again someday as more and more recognition gets out there as it becomes more, uh, normalized, right. As, 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 as they become, you know, um, you know, when you were injured and I think we talked about this before, um, you know, people start drifting away. Well, they're not letting people drift away. Right. They're living and, 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 you know, just like you, you know, but uh, it's been 20 years, 20 plus years for you. And, um, you know, a lot of things have changed, you know, social media is out there. People can make a living now uh, on the internet when you're uh, injured this way. And that is really one of the big pushes and inspirations for, for, for me to see this in these people. And it makes me want to go out there and, uh, you know, if they have a foundation like you do donate causes to these causes or something that you feel passionate about, um, because we're all in this together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, like that people have been telling Lizzie, she needs to start a podcast. And I agree. I mean, there's enough space in, in the, in the, you know, enough room in the space for, for everybody. And I, I think that, you know, it'd be great. And I can't believe she doesn't have like people like reaching out to be like a product endorsement or having her endorse their products and stuff. Cause she's, yeah, she's a firecracker, man. She's great. I, I really enjoyed our conversation and yeah, she, she's a, she's a, she's a real one for sure. Yeah. And like I said, I didn't even, uh, you know, being a mom didn't even, di- didn't even dawn on me <laughs> that, you know, you know, you think of young single people that get injured and in doing sports or car accidents or something, but a mom, you know, just didn't hit me, you know? So yeah yeah i mean it's like i i couldn't even ricardo i could not even fathom what it would be like to have even one child and yeah you know and dealing with this injury let alone three so you know i mean i'm sure she sounds like she's got a great support team around her too between her husband you know her then boyfriend now husband and you know her mother and and um maybe some other family members, I think she mentioned. So, you know, it's, that's a, it's great. And you got to put your hat, uh, you know, your uh, tip your hat to that young man, right? A lot of men, you know, when somebody becomes injured, maybe he just says, you know, I can't do this and walks away. Right. But, you know, he, 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 he did it. You know, he, he's, he's with her. I mean, she, she talked about uh, painting, you know, what do you want to do tonight? You know, want to paint, let's do it. You know, yeah. got it. You know, that's, that's love. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. well, you know, like she mentions her, her Instagram handle. She said that's her main social media. So connect with her on there. I'll, I'll attach it, that and the blog to the, to the podcast uh, notes. So you can, everybody can, can check her out. And yeah, I mean, I, I suggest going back and reading her blog posts. They're not really long. It, you know, it took me maybe an hour to read all of them. So a little over an hour. So, um, you know, you can do it over over time or whatever, but yeah, they're, they're really, I feel they're just powerful. They were so good. Yeah. All right. Well, 
I, I could talk for an hour, but um, <laughs> let's let's get to it. All right, man. We will. Uh, yeah, we will get to it, and we'll talk to you guys next week live from back from the uh, Live to Walk Again studios in beautiful Lacey, Washington. Uh, until then, please uh, listen, rate, review, share the podcast. You know, we're just trying to find a cure for paralysis. This week on the Live to Walk Again podcast, we are super excited to be visiting with Lizzie Martinez. Uh, Lizzie's a writer, artist, a mother of three, an SCI survivor, and the most, uh, the, my favorite kind of descriptive thing you put about yourself on your, your Instagram profile, Lizzie, was that you're a professional sasshole. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure. Yeah, I'm always when I get asked to do podcasts or live, I'm like, y'all really like to talk to me? Like, really? Y'all like me out here? Absolutely. No, you're you're great. It's uh, you're you're a must follow for anybody that that doesn't already follow you on Instagram or anything. Um, yeah, you uh, you definitely. I love the way you keep it real and and just kind of uh, you know, do your thing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, Lizzie, for anybody that doesn't know, I generally like start these podcasts out and just ask, you know, how you were injured, like how long ago, what level you are, things like that. So, you know, can you give us kind of a, a lowdown 411? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've been injured for almost two and a half years, April 6, 2019 was the night I got injured. It was a car accident. Um, me and my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, we were driving back, or I was driving back from the casinos. We were coming home and I was just, I guess I was just burnt out, tired. Um, if you go on my Instagram, I give like what was going through my head that night and before the accident happened. It's called 1.38 a.m. because that's the last time I looked at the clock. Um, but yeah, I got in a car accident. I fell asleep at the wheel, hit the median, overcorrected, tried to overcorrect it. Our car cartwheeled about three times, I think that's what. The front was smashed. Um, we landed on the roof of the car. My husband, he was, he's fine though. Um, I was the only one that took a lot from the, the car accident. So that made me, made me, I put, I say quotes cause I got a neck injury that was supposed to make me a quad. Um, or I'm really lucky to be alive cause it's a hangman break between C2 and C3. Um, so yeah, at the time of the accident, I was like looking around and moving my head and I could feel like it was shaky. So I'm really lucky to be alive right now. And then I broke my back from T4 to T8, but I'm considered a T5 and T6 in my level injury and I'm incomplete. Incomplete. Okay. Um, and you know, yeah, that, that's, that's crazy. I, I read a lot of your, um, your blog posts about, 
the the hangman injury and that's like yeah that's, that's i mean it, it's great that you're able to kind of look at that like wow i'm lucky to be alive and um yeah i mean yeah it's like you definitely put a positive spin on things for sure uh you know where did you end up like going through rehab at? and you're you're in colorado right so um did you go to craig yeah yeah oh, i went okay. to craig nice yeah, I rehabbed at Craig for a good two and a half months. Um, if anybody knows Joe, say hi to Joe. That was my therapist. Okay, yeah, we've. It's funny, like I've had quite a few people from Colorado, or that either a couple people that actually went to Colorado just to work with Craig uh, rehab, and yeah, it sounds like that's a an amazing spot out there. So that that's cool, and so. Um, you know, what, and I know you, so you're a mother of three, like how, I mean, I couldn't imagine deal, like this injury is hard enough when you're a single person, like not, a, you know, with no attachments or anything other than like family and stuff. But, you know, what was, I guess, how is, how, how has the experience been for you dealing with having three children that depend on you as well? Uh, I'm, I guess that's, that was my motivation because in my rehab, I would tell my occupational therapist, you'd be like, what do you work on? What do you, what's your concerns when you're going home? Things that you want to be able to do. And I'm like, I'm a, I'm a mom. I got two toddlers. I need to be able to take care of them. I, I need to be able to pick them up change diapers, you know, I still wanted to be able to do things how I used to. And at the time I couldn't, at the time it was hard because it's like we have that internal ableism. So it's like when we first try to go do something, we get frustrated and we're like, I can't do this, I can't do this. Or we just see the chair and we let that stop us. But, you know, after some time, um, even in rehab too, he, we'd put weights on a baby and I'd try to pick up this baby from the floor all the time. I'd get so frustrated. I tossed it one time and I was like, man, F this baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, so how old were your, your kids? You said you had two toddlers. Like how, how old were all the kids, I guess, when you got injured? Um, okay, let's see how good my math is. At the time, my youngest was like almost between eight and 10 months old. Oh so, the, so, so the oldest had to be like, barely going to be seven, eight, eight. Okay. And, and, and my other one was like two and a half. Wow. Wow. So does the seven-year-old remember you? walking i mean i'm sure they probably do right oh yeah yeah he does he'd make comments i remember lizzie go playing basketball with us or lizzie doing this yeah wow Uh, yeah yeah he remembers he has those memories um because you know he'll make comments to dad here and there i remember this this and this the two-year-old, I don't know. Not she. She'll mention a few things, but it's now it's like just the chair. I think she really remembers, unless she's seen like a video or something. Right. 
Um, yeah, how long, I guess, how long after, you know, reading through your blog post, it seemed, it sounded like you were in like maybe a medically induced coma for a little while. Um, <laughs> when, when you finally did wake up, like, um, you know, how, I guess, I don't even know like what exactly my question is. It's like, like, you know, how long, I guess, until you got to see your kids and um, after your accident, how long were you, I guess, in the medically induced coma for, um, do you even Oh, oh, they had, they had slightly sedated me after surgery. I was sedated for like a few days. I want to say it was like two or three. Okay. Um, because everybody would walk in the room and they'd talk to me or something. And there's conversations or stuff. I remember, like, I was really conscious of what was going on around me. Yeah. Um, so it was only a few days. It wasn't until I was, like, in, in at Craig in my rehab, finally um, getting therapy and moving around more that they went they would go and they'd visit me yeah. um, I already it's like at the time you know at the time I didn't want to put a lot of more emotional stress on my kids and what there already was we had people help us with them for the time being step up and take care of them while I could take care of me so I could take care of them so I, I didn't want them to see me so much hurt and stuff. And, you know, my, my two-year-old was really attached to me at the time and her just to be so confused as to what is everything's going on around her. No, that makes sense. And it, yeah, I was, I was wondering about that because, you know, it's like, I remember going through rehab and, it, you know, the, your days are so mapped out and, like this time is occupational therapy this time is physical therapy and you get a break for lunch and then you know it's exhausting um but yeah and then yeah having you know and you have people coming in to visit you you know random times and stuff so yeah I was wondering like how that that kind of interaction with dealing with three you know small children must have been uh been heavy for you for sure yeah well then they never left they never left my mind. Um, I, so, like I said, they were my motivation too. But um, we had we had help to help, you know, juggle the three. Well, I took care of myself, and um, my husband took care of what he needed to do for for him at the time being. Um, and, and that's important, like that you were able to to get time, the time to be able to to recover, at, you know, as much as possible. So that that's good, that's good for sure. Um, you know, I wanted to to talk to you. I know that you you once in a while I see on on your Instagram stories or whatever you'll post like art that you've made that you're you'll give away or. Um, you know, just stuff that you've done. And it's, it's really, truly amazing. Um, you know, the, thank the you. Thank you. you yeah. Like when uh, I, I'm assuming you probably were a great artist before your, your accident too. Like, but when you got back to it, um, afterwards, like, was that like therapeutic for you to be able to, to, you know, start drawing and, and painting or whatever 
it is it, in all honesty i was never really a painter i took art when i was younger but i was more of a doodler all these paintings that i do now i like recently started doing wow. my husband my husband was like what do you want to do tonight and i was just like let's paint so that's where it all started just painting and um when i did uh, ashley uh i think you're familiar with ashley ashley and nikki yeah yeah when i yeah when i painted ashley's the i made her a minion holding a winnie the pooh teddy bear um that one was my favorite one doing yeah, that, that was amazing. I, and I think I saw that she had won that. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, we actually just played, replayed the Ashley and Nikki uh, podcast from last week. So we were having some technical issues, but um, yeah, those two are amazing. So yeah, I did see that you, you had uh, given her a painting, which was amazing. That's actually like what kind of made me reach out to you and see if you wanted to come on the show. So Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hers was my favorite. It took the longest, but um, I don't know. I like cartoons. I like tie dye. So I was like, why not just throw the two together? Yeah, that's that's very cool. And so, yeah, I mean, does that do you feel like that really like helps kind of, I don't know, like ease your mind or like like any on any level? Is it kind of uh, like a stress reliever or like, uh, you know, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very therapeutic because it's so time consuming. And I will, I will sit there at the kitchen table or wherever I'll sit for like a good 12 hours and just work on a piece either until I'm satisfied to how far I've gotten or until it's completely finished. Or I'll take, or if, if I sit for 12 hours and I get tired, I'll go to bed and sleep for a little bit. I'll wake up and I'll be right back at it until it's done. Just because it's like, I like taking the pictures that I post on my stories too, because I like seeing how it comes, the process of it all coming together and then what it finally looks like. Uh, so that's so cool. Yeah, like you're, you're super talented with it. So um, Thank you. I definitely suggest everybody check it out. Um, yeah, I did want to, I wanted to ask, so I didn't actually realize that you had a blog until yesterday. And so I, I think maybe you haven't like updated it in a little while, but um, I went through and read every post that you had made. There was like 10 or 15 of them. And um, I'm not going to lie. I like definitely teared up a few times. Like um, it was, it was really amazing. Um you know, I, what, what like inspired you to, to start, to start that blog, I guess, back, um, last year or whenever it was. Right. I started that, uh, I want to say in like January of 2020. Um, it was like, I guess I would say that was kind of like the turning point I was at rather than being like a Debbie Downer and like, oh, Hey, I don't like this life. Why me? You, you, you know, like that depression, I would say we go through when it comes to adjusting to what was and what is now. And um, like at rehab, I was the only girl. There wasn't a lot of women there around my age. There was, it was mostly male dominant. There's 
So it was just like I needed to get what I was keeping in out or what or my point of view on everything because it's like everybody at the time I felt, you know, they were sh- they were not projecting, but just letting out their point of views, their thoughts. So it's like I'm hearing all these voices, but it's like nobody is hearing mine. So it's like you want to hear mine, you want to know what happened here it is you can read it I'm not gonna tell you you can read it and you and like you said you've cheered up I've gotten that a lot once I posted like the first two I had gotten a lot of uh, Facebook messages and comments and they were like your story made me cry like I needed a box of tissues after reading that but it's like you you know there's all everyone has a sad story but it's like that's not what I was trying to get out I was just trying to let out everything that I was just holding in. So everything I wrote, it was just getting all that bad stuff out. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it almost like, I don't think it was like making me tear up from being sad, really. It was making me tear up kind of just from like going, having gone through similar, you know what I'm saying? Like it it brought brought memories back or whatever. that yeah I mean it was just it was really touching and the way that you you know like you're you're great with uh with the words you know the way you write is uh really really uh just kind of captivating so I I enjoyed enjoyed those and definitely um there was like a couple things that um from those though that I wanted to you know I love that you kind of just like the story of you shaving your head when you were in rehab and how like liberating that was for you um yeah, I thought that was very, very cool uh, that you were able to, to get, you know, do that and not, you know, just be like, I got too much to deal with to, to deal with this hair, too. Oh, it was. It was awful. <laughs> it was it was long. Well, I'm only five foot. So my hair was like at that time to my butt. So laying in the bed, it was all matted in the back and. My mom, bless this woman, her intentions were pure, but when she brushed my hair that day, it hurt my neck so bad. And I was just like, nope, I'm not doing this. I'm not dealing with this. Somebody come shave my head. (laughs) My my boyfriend was so upset. He's like, what'd you do? And I just smiled and I'm like, don't worry, it grows back. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I remember, yeah, I remember after my accident, like I just shaved my head all the time I was still in high school you know and uh so I I had shaved my head for like since I was 15 and I was 18 when I got injured and like I by the, it it was like two or three months though of not being able to cut my hair and like it so it was in that weird like in between stage and I remember like the first time I got to cut it I was, felt a million times better but I couldn't imagine having hair down to my butt and, and dealing with that, you know, laying in a hospital bed or whatever. Oh, it was, it was awful. I was in bed for almost two weeks, not full two weeks, but almost. And when, when I ran my hand in the back of my head, I could feel like how nappy and matted it was. I was, I wasn't a fan of it. 
Yeah. Because my thing too, like now that I think about it and it's just like, wow, dude, so dramatic. You had to go and like shave it all short. You couldn't just get like a little taper fade and just keep, just keep your long on the top. You just had a full and just take it all off, huh? <laughs> That's why I put in there like, where was the supervision? Where was my supervisor? <laughs> Yeah, that, that was funny. That was really funny. That, you know, one of the other things I loved about, about the blog post um, that you made a point to recognize kind of the nurses and the therapists that you dealt with in, in rehab and how just kind of extraordinary those people are, you know, whether it's at Craig or, or anywhere that they're dealing with people that just had traumatic, life-changing injuries, you know, um, yeah, talk a little bit about just kind of what that, what those people meant to you. Oh, okay. The, oh. I'll talk about, I'll talk about my, I'll call her my Curly Sue. So um, she was my night nurse. And I remember the first time I met her, I, it was like second or third day in the chair. She walks in my room, I'm bawling like a baby. She's like, you don't have to take a shower if you don't want to. And I look at her and I go, I'm a tough cookie. I'm like, I gotta get this done. I gotta get, I gotta do this. She gave me a shower and everything. And she'd always, she'd always call me tough cookie. She'd always, she had this saying, I don't know precisely how it goes, but it was like, are you injured or are you hurt? It was something her dad always told her, meaning like if you're injured, because she was a so she played soccer when she was younger and she had uh, gotten kicked. She was like little at the time and she was crying and her dad had told her, are you injured or are you hurt? If you're hurt, get back in the game. If you're injured, step out. And she would write it on my whiteboard along putting, make sure you drink your water. But that that always stayed with me. Like, are you injured or are you hurt? If you're injured, sit out for a bit. You'll get back in. If you're hurt, keep going. Uh, that's, a, that's a great way to look at it, for sure. Um, all the, the, I don't know, people at Craig, Craig is awesome. Like, I, a lot of people that go to Craig, they're transplants. So me being a native there, they're like, wow. But... The Craig at, the people at Craig are awesome. Like my therapist Joe, like our personalities just clicked after he put me in the chair and I figured out how to maneuver it. And he's like, okay, let's go roll around the hospital. He's showing me how to, you know, hold onto the wall and turn myself, right? And when I'm leaving my room, there's like a slight hill as you cross the bridge. There's two bridges leading to the east and the east wing and separating the west wing at Craig. Um, but my bridge had a slight hill. So me, the little devil, daredevil that I am, so I'm picking up speed and I, I'm just going and he's all slow down. And I'm just going and he's all slow down. And I can hear him running after me. He's all slow down. Uh -huh. um, That's really but, funny. Yeah, um, but he'd always call me like the lioness. He's like, I wish my patients were like you. You just, you just want to get after it. You want to just go. 
That's awesome. You know, one of the phrases that you used when describing um, Craig and just like the rehab hospital in general was that um, being there was like being in an accessible utopia. And I really like that really stuck with me. I I really like that, that phrase. Uh, And, you know, like I didn't, I never looked at it like that, but it, it's so true. Like when you're in the, the rehab floor, even as like an outpatient or whatever, like you're, it's, you know, you're, you know, like what they, they, I guess, yeah, it's not like everybody trying to like run and be like, Oh, what do you need? Like, how can I help you? It's more like, you know, you're, you're independent on a different level. So um, yeah. Well, how did that come? They ended like at that I I love going to Craig because it's like you don't you don't have to worry about the all the extraness, the shower making sure you get a shower chair or a commode chair or or you go to, you know, because they're connected to the Swedish hospital in some rooms, it's like you don't have to wait for them to run out of the room to get you or transfer board you know or they have those machines almost in every room the you know will pick somebody up out of their chair and move them wherever they need to go I don't know the term for it but you know what I'm talking about right yeah yeah the little the lifts or the patient lift or whatever yeah 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 and it's like all the counters you roll right under perfect you don't have to sit sideways at the sink to wash your hands uh like what else over there? Everything is reachable. I know in one of the down, and I think one of the rehab, they have a kitchen in their rehab and the cupboards, the shelves, you know, they have that pull system where it brings it down to your level where you can cook and everything. It's awesome. Craig is, Craig is yeah, it's a utopia there because <laughs> you don't have to, Everything you worry about, like when you call for a hotel room or you go to a restaurant or everything, it's everything that you we worry about on a daily basis, accessibility-wise, we don't have to. That shit's like straight out the door. Yeah, that, that's very cool. That's very cool. Um, you know, I it's so I know you're really open about your injury and kind of everything that comes with it, you, you know, you really are, it's kind of no holds barred. You're, you're down to talk about whatever. Um, and, and you're a couple you're and you're only a couple years removed from your accident. And, you know, I'm like 23 years removed from mine and I, it's still hard for me to like be open about, you know, like UTIs or, you know, diarrhea or whatever the, you know, catheterization, all this stuff. Um, you know, and it, it's, I guess it's refreshing to see kind of like this next generation of, of people that have spinal cord injuries just being like, you know, screw it. I'm going to tell you what, what this is really about, you know, and not just have like the perfect Instagram page that's showing me working out or whatever. And, um, you know, how, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that you were an open person before, cause I don't know how you could have that much confidence and, uh, and kind of being so outgoing if you weren't, but you know, just talk about that. I guess that, uh, you know, willingness to share and, and just kind of be open with, with everyone. Um, me and Nikki had this, t- this is kind of like our talk yesterday or the other day when I, know, I was talking I, with her. 
I stole like I was I was watching it and I was like I have to turn this off or I'm gonna just steal all of Nikki's questions. So, <laughs> go go ahead. Uh, no, it's all right. It's all right. Um, you say confidence too. Like my sisters, my sister will tell me like I wish I was this confident as as you. And to me, I'm like, girl, I'm not even as confident as you think I am. But it's like I got it. So what else do I got to do other than flaunt it? People are going to stay regardless. So, Um, but no, like we were, we were saying anybody who didn't catch it, it's like, yeah, you know, we, you see all the other disabled creators or on Instagram doing their thing, you know, being motivators, inspiring people, advocating and all that good stuff. But it's, it's like they have years under their belt, years of experience under their belt. And um, it, I, it's like, obviously, there's a, there's still a lot of us or, there you know, there's newly injured people. Or when I met Nikki, it's like, oh, we're only a month apart in our injuries, same time frame. But it's like you look for somebody and it's like you don't see how they got to where they were today. It was just like, boom, you know, you see the progression videos, yeah, of, of them being in the hospital and yeah, the step-by-step, step, but it's not really like how they got there. Cause it's like, you know, before when I started this Instagram, you see me with my slideboard. Now it's like, I'm picking myself up off the floor. So to me, it was like, I, I wanted to be somebody or I wanted to see somebody you know, kind of like going through the trenches with me. It's like, we're going to do this. Let's do this together. Or like in my last Instagram post too, you know, it's like, yes, leaders lead the way, but also they're, they're down there with you, whether they're doing it for the first time themselves or they're doing it for the hundredth millionth time. Right. Right. Now that, and that's so, you know, it's so good to see that. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you and, Ashley and Nikki and, and a lot of the, the younger, um, you know, more recently uh, paralyzed people are putting out these videos. Cause like, they, I mean, like the internet was barely a thing when I got injured. So, you know, I'm, I was, there wasn't really like, other than like at the rehab hospital or whatever, there were some good, good resources, but it wasn't like, um, you know, the community that, that it is now um, on social media. So it, it's a beautiful thing to see for sure. Right. And it's like, this is our lives and anybody where they're disabled or they're able-bodied, this is our lives. This is what we go through. And it's like, for you to be a part of this, you kind of got to understand the good, the bad, the ugly, the messy and everything else that comes with it. Because yes, we, we're still human beings. Our needs are just different. We just live a little different, Absolutely. but we're still human. Absolutely. So um, to steal another uh, question from Nikki from the other day, um, you know, I, so, you know, whether or not, you know, it, you're definitely an inspiration. You know, I feel like Ashley and Nikki are inspirations um, for people that are dealing with this injury, but you know, what, what or who inspires you to kind of keep going? Myself. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We're, self-motivated. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it's self-driven. I, I don't, I'm very self-driven. I don't, 
you I like a challenge. Anybody says you can't do this, it's like, excuse me? Say what? I'm an, you said I can't do what? Let me show you. Let me show you real quick. Right, right. So uh, I use that as my motivation. Um and but like also too, it's to show others like you're not alone though. Like you got you can relate somebody but to somebody in some way or you got somebody you can relate to yeah because like I said in my rehab I was the only I was the only girl there was another uh, another girl that had showed up that was around my age but I was already I was already getting ready to leave and uh come home so I wasn't I wasn't so focused on like talking and opening up I wanted to go home but like once I came home it was just like there's no one that I really had to relate to I was like a fish in the sea standing alone sitting alone trying to make sense of it all yeah and when you know when did you decide I guess to get to get back on or you know I don't know if you ever were off of social media but to like really start um posting and and kind of sharing everything uh for other people to see as well for other people with this injury well before before this Instagram um I had another one and I had started following uh disabled creators and I was going to start doing something, but I don't know what happened to my account. It had gotten deleted for whatever reason. You know how Instagram can be sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so when I made this one, um, when I made this one, that's, which was, I think, the beginning of this year around sometime. I'm not too sure. Sometime in November, okay. maybe. I'm not too sure. It hasn't been up very long. Barely going to be a year. Um, well, you're blowing that, up for only being on there for a, for a year. I guess you already had one, though, so you, knew, you were following all the same people or whatever. But Yeah, uh, my name was totally different, and pictures were from, like, somewhere from, like, high school. Hmm. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I lost my train of thought. It's okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you off there. So yeah, so you've been doing it since basically, so you've been going hard since like November on this? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say hard because I don't try to make this like my main focus just so people, hopefully when they see it, it's like, you know, it's social media, it's entertainment. It is a break from reality, but you know, but it's there though. So it's like the content is there. If you need it, it's there. Right. If you if you need someone to talk to or to relate to, you got a question, it's like, yeah, my inbox is open. We'll figure wow. something out. That's very cool. Um, you know, I still have a couple of questions left for you here, Lizzie. Um, I'm going to ask first I'm going to ask because I had uh, Laura Michelle Jackson on the show a couple weeks ago and she lives in Chicago uh, no in Detroit and 
I'm like, I live out in Washington state. Like we don't have the, like, I'm always cold as a quadriplegic. Like I, even in the summertime, I'm cold, but I could not imagine living in Detroit or Colorado and how I, do you deal with the same issues with like staying warm and having like body temperature control issues? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, it could be like, they could have the AC on here and everybody be hot and I'll be rolling around in a sweatshirt and some sweats on. But I've always, I was always like this even before injury too. Um, I'm anemic, so I'm always cold. Oh. But, but the weather in Colorado, uh, when it gets cold, it gets cold. Like today is a cold day, it's cloudy. I really feel it in my legs, um, especially my left leg. It's really spastic, so it's really tight right now. Okay, yeah, I was just wondering how, like, I would, I would lose my mind probably living in. Oh, some days it gets the best of me, and I'm just like, I'm so tight and so heavy, and I can't move. Huh. And I don't, I don't like it because I feel restricted from my, I guess my everyday activity tasks because I'm. I move around a lot. I'm up in it, in and out of my chair, sitting on the wheels, getting in the washer. Like uh, I'll move around a lot. So when I'm feeling tight and my muscles are tight, it, uh, I don't like it. But I always recommend that Epsom salt that I will post on my stories, soaking your feet with that muscle relaxed Epsom salt, the green bag. You yeah. can find it on amazon two buck or two bags for like almost 40 bucks or less okay um but soaking my feet it helps really relax my muscles not completely not for the whole day but you know temporarily a little relief is better than no relief absolutely uh is there any other kind of um you know health and like tips like that that you've found over the last couple years that um, you use or you kind of turn to when um, when you need them that you could share with other people oh yeah sometimes on my stories I do like my mom she uses essential oils so from time to time if I do feel really bad in my body or my spasms she'll come and she'll put oils all down my spine and the bottom of my feet and after she does every time, I swear, I feel like a million bucks. Like, it feels so good. But I've heard, I've she, heard that essential oils, that they have like a concoction that's like specifically for muscle spasms. So, oh, really? Yeah, that's I cool. forget what the, what the, it's like three different ones you're supposed to mix together or something. So. Oh, really? Yeah. See, when my mom puts oils on my back, she'll put up to like 14 to 20 different ones. They call they call it where where she learns it from or whatever they call it like a protocol. So it's like a, just a combinations of different oils that's supposed to help different things. Um, mostly, she does she'll look for stuff for nervous systems, for the nervous system, and putting it on like your spine and especially the bottom of your feet because the bottom of your feet is where our ends our nerves end. And they touch every organ in our body. Mm. So 
that's yeah. super interesting yeah so yeah after she does it I always feel amazing or they sell or I can even show you too it's called deep blue it's like icy hot but it, um it's more intense okay and I like putting that on my in on my back incision and because I can feel it like really help relax all the muscles in my shoulders my boy my husband says it's intense like on like regular and able body sensation he says it's really intense like it burns wow but uh that's called deep blue you said yeah deep blue I'll, I'll i'll send you a picture of it yeah perfect perfect i i like anything <laughs> like natural home remedies um i try to stay pharmaceutical free so i take a lot of vitamins i use cbd i use cannabis yeah that's yeah we're big we're big proponents of cannabis on this podcast so that's cool and yeah, yeah out in colorado you guys are you guys are good. Like Washington and Colorado, we're the, we're the originators of this thing. So uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you know, and the other, so the last question I normally ask people, Lizzie, and um, is what, what's next for you? And I heard you on Nikki's uh, story the other day. And you were just like, I hate that question when people ask me that. And I was saying, yeah, I don't really like that question to ask to people either. And, you know, I know you said that you, you're focused on the right now and you don't like um, looking back or forward. Um, and so, I, yeah, I mean, it, like, I feel like I just was using that as a filler, more or less, but um I feel like I got all yous on my toes are on your toes. Like, what is she gonna do next? What is she gonna drop next? What do what are we in for next? Everybody, they them too on Nikki's when we were talking on Nikki's, they're like, you need to do a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you should for sure, for sure. Uh, you know, and, and so I, after hearing your answer to that, I'm I'm changing the last question that I ask people from like what's next to how do you keep yourself kind of in the right now and not, you know, cause I, it's so easy to like look back and be like, what if I would have done this different or what, you know, what if I would have done that different or to look to the future and, you know, start making plans for down the road when like, we all know that able-bodied or not, like nothing, you know, you're not promised tomorrow. So how do you kind of keep yourself in the present moment? um that I would say that 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 takes a lot of that takes a lot of work because it is it, hard it's hard I used to do the what if game a lot in the beginning of my injury when you read my blog I don't remember you remember that art was yeah, that article and it's just going back and forth dude what if you would have just pulled over what if what if you would have just stopped at McDonald's when you seen it and just took a nap but if you just, what if, what if, what if, but it's like, I don't even then it's like, I don't have those answers. The outcome would have been so different. I'm already here. There's a reason why I'm here. Right. So I guess what helps me stay in the now is, you know, 
at some point in, you know, it's like at some point in life, you are exactly where you wanted to be. May not be your perfect version of what you thought your life would be, but at some point you are where you want to be. Whether, you know, like, so right now what helps me is like, I have, I, you know, I'm glad this happened to me because I feel like it's made me a better person. The inner peace I have is, is amazing. I love it. I would do anything to, I will do anything to keep it. You know, I will keep people out the door if they disturb it. So it's like the, what I have now, my inner peace, the humility of me feeling like I'm a better person than what I was five, 10 years ago, even though I was just still a kid. Um, that That's what helps me keep me in the now. Cause it's like, and then my kids too, cause it's like them being little, it's like, I won't, I won't have a chance to enjoy hearing them scream, laugh, bare footprints running around the floor or them poking me in the face. Wake up, mommy, it's morning time. Sun's up, let's go. So it's like that in them also help keep me in the now. That, that's very cool. That's very cool. Um, yeah, you know, I've never heard any because I feel like I feel the same way, like as far as like being a better person now or more like understand. Like, I mean, I was, yeah, I mean, you said you're a professional asshole. I was an asshole. It, I mean, I was like a high school, like dumb jock, like didn't know any better, like, you know, before my accident then having to like depend on other people for things that, that we, you know, cause I was like super independent and, you know, ready to move on and, and like get out in the real world or whatever, you know? And it's like, you know, this, this injury is humbling and makes you really look at yourself and like who you are as a person. And, and I think that was a, a very cool way to, to keep yourself I guess in the in the present moment so I, I like I like that you uh you brought that up so. absolutely I mean yeah it says you know I'm sassful because I will get sassy I'll get sarcastic it, it just comes out naturally like anybody who don't know me I will forewarn them like I have no filter I don't sugarcoat anything if I say something and it offends you, understand those aren't my first intentions. I just say it how it is. There is no filter, word vomit straight out the gate. If you are soft, I am not your cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it, Lizzie. That's awesome. So, yeah, well, Lizzie, thank you so much for, you know, I know you, you got uh you, you, you kind of organized it so you could have a few minutes uh, away from your, your hectic day to, to come on and, and, you know, talk about your, your story with us on the show. And we appreciate it. Um, you know, I know that everybody's going to love this one. It's, it was a great, great episode. Um, do you want to give out like your social media uh, links so people can, can connect with you? Yeah, everybody can follow me on Instagram. Everything else I really don't check. I'm, I sometimes mess around on TikTok, but not so much. Just real crip shit with two Ps on Instagram. And I thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was fun. Thank you.
I'm nah. always like I said, it gets me. I'm like, y'all really want to talk to me? What? Yeah, I look. I suggest everybody. You know, if you're not following Lizzie already, go out and follow her. She is. Uh, she keeps. Yeah, she may, she'll make you laugh, cry, everything in between. Uh, great. <laughs> great uh great human being lizzie i appreciate you so much and uh we'll thank you talk. thank you yeah we'll talk soon all right have a good one